For what do I have if I don't have you, Jesus? What in this life could mean anymore? You are my rock. You are my glory. Hi, and welcome to The Rock Podcast. In today's teaching, we are exhorted to live a life that is worthy of the gospel of Jesus Christ through obedience to God's Word. Let's join guest speaker, Pastor Rick Countryman, in a message entitled, Living a Life That is Worthy. Uh, it's good to be here with you. You know, I was uh, here about a year ago, and I've been asked back, and that, that doesn't always happen. <laughs> get asked back. Um, it was good to be with all your, your guys. Um, got to stay in just this unbelievable hotel, the same one you, you put me in last time, the Manor Inn. And this room, though, this year was way different. And so uh, I, I get in there last night, and, and, and I get into the shower. Okay, now I'm from Modesto, which is just a pinhole on a map. It's the meth capital of the world. <laughs> Serious, no joke. Uh, we're, we're the like car, get your car stolen capital of, of, of the world, okay? And that, that's no joke, you can Google it. We're always, we're always the top uh, bottom five cities in the United States of America to live in, Modesto. And I'm thinking to myself, we're always number like three, and I'm thinking, look, how do we get to number one? I mean, if you're gonna be on that bottom list, man, let's just somehow get to the, you know, the, 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 the top. But anyway, in my town, you don't find this. So I get in the shower, and there's like shower heads all around this thing. It was unbelievable. So I'm, I got them all, adjust. I got water coming at me from all angles, man. And this morning, I, I told the guy that, that owns it, your water bill next uh, month's gonna be astronomical, because I'm not kidding, I was in there a good hour. Just, I was just, It's unbelievable. I don't even know how you get that many pipes running into the thing, but they got them all, man. So it was fantastic. Anyway, it's good to be here. Technology, yeah, right, yeah. Um, if you have a Bible, why don't you turn to Ephesians chapter five, okay? Ephesians chapter five. And here's the deal. I'm gonna give you the same little spiel I gave the guys uh, yesterday, okay? In the next few minutes here, I'm gonna throw out a bunch of data. I'm gonna unpack a, a, an idea. And um, don't, don't worry about trying to take it all in. You have the Holy Spirit that indwells you, Christian. And I'm gonna say something that somehow, some way, you're gonna go, whoa, that, that was weighty. Now, your spouse sitting next to you or your friend sitting next to you or whoever, it ain't gonna mean a thing to them, but it'll mean something to you. And it's the Holy Spirit, I think, saying, whoa, this is something for you to grab a hold of, and that's when you grab your pencil, you open up your little note thing, and you write that thought down. And once you got that one thing, here's the deal, I don't care, go to sleep. <laughs> really, I don't care. The problem is, is if you sit there and you try to take it all in, and then you walk out of here going, man, I, I, I'm sure it was probably decent, but it's just, <laughs> no. Find the one thing. When Ross is preaching, 
You come to a Wednesday night, you go to a small group, whatever it is you're, you're, you're doing, find the one thought that you just go, wow. And then walk out and chew on that thing for a while. Digest that thought. God help me to pull that one thing off. I might not be able to pull the whole thing off, but that's the one area I need to become a doer of the word in, you see? And you find that, 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 that one thing and then let it go. And then, and then here's the deal, let the rest of the stuff go. And then maybe today over lunch, if you're married, you know, sit down with your spouse or your kids or your parents and go, hey, what, what was that one thing you got? And try to, instead of trying to unpack the whole message, just say, hey, here was the one thing that for whatever reason, man, it just kind of blew me away. It, it, but it could be a, a lyric in one of the songs. Those are songs that are rooted in the word of God. Amen. And so it, you could show up here, and I'm, I'll bet it's happened to you. And, you know, you're, you're singing, and, and all of a sudden there's one line in that thing. And for whatever reason, where you're at today, the Holy Spirit does something in your life, and you go, wow, that line right there was weighty. I, I, I got to just kind of rest in that for a while. And so I, I, I don't know what it's going to be, but I'm, I'm going to hope that something I, I say is going to make a difference in your life. And here's another thing I told the guys. Um, you know, I, I'm, just, I'm just a dude. I'm just a, a guy. Like, like all of you, I, I struggle with stuff. Um. I don't always love people the way God wants me to love people. I fail miserably at that at times. I don't always show compassion the way God would want me to show compassion. I don't always show mercy the way I ought to show mercy. Our Lord said, uh, treat others the way you'd want to be treated. And guess what? I fail miserably at that at times. Sometimes this... Uh, Thing right here, it weighs two ounces. The two ounce beast gets out of control. And some things come out of my mouth that are just unbelievably wretched. I don't always do it right. This side of glory, I'm gonna struggle just like all of you do. And I've done my best to put together some thoughts that I think are of the Lord that I hope will be a blessing to you. But here's the bottom line. I'm probably going to say something that's going to spin some of you out. I, I, I'm going to say something that's going to be offensive to somebody. I'm probably going to say something because I'm not your pastor. I, my people know me. You know, I, 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 I can get up and say anything I want. My people say, oh, man, you know, there he goes again. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say something that, you know what, I'll, I'll be straight up with you. That probably isn't of the Lord. And here's my prayer for you, and I tell this to my people all the time. If I say something that God didn't want me to say, may the Lord stri strike it from your memory. Uh, uh, I'm, not, I'm not perfect. Because what, what will happen is sometimes you can hear something, and, it, <laughs> and you, you get all spun out over it, and then you miss everything else that God may want to say because of one comment I might make or Ross may make. 
And you get so spun out over it that, you know what, before this service is even over with, you can pull out your smartphone and send off a, an email, and I get them all the time in my church, and I look at the time when it's sent, and it was like right in the middle of point two. <laughs> Somebody couldn't even wait to get home, man, and they wanted to let me know what a loser I am. And it's not a newsflash to me that I'm a loser. I, I know it. We're all broken, all of us. That's the message of the, the gospels, that we're all broken. Every, look around. Everybody in this room is evil. Some of you are just more evil than others. That's the message of the gospel. You're not all good, and some are just better than others. That's a pagan thought. See, and that hurts our flesh, doesn't it? Because our flesh, whoa, hey, that's not very cool, dude. You're calling me evil. No, I'm not calling you evil. The Bible says that we're all sinful people, all of us, and that includes me. And so, so here's the deal. I just want you to hang on to the one thought, whatever that might be, and if I say something that isn't of the Lord, may, may God, through the power of his Holy Spirit, just strike it from your memory, that you might hang on to that one thing that the Lord might have had for you, your family, your marriage, your business, or whatever it is that, that God has you, you to do. Now, maybe the most powerful thing I'll say, I've already said, and that is this, take your Bibles and turn to. So there's nothing more important than that. Now, I know some of you young guys, you know, you got your smartphones out. I just, we got all these young guy pastors in our church, and I'm just old, and, and I hate it when they get up, and they're doing announcements or something, and they go, all right, and they start reading scripture from their, you know, their smartphone. Now, I know it's the Word of God, and whether it's on a smartphone or in here on the Jumbotron, it's all the Word of God, and it's powerful, but it just, I don't know, bugs me, because I know what they're doing. They're, they're checking scores out, and, and they've got the verse memorized, and they're going, okay, people, let's say the verse. Oh, giants aren't doing well. But I know that's what they're doing. I'm telling you, they're just tricking me. They're tricking the old guy. The Bible says this, the Holy Spirit fills our brother Paul and God had him pin these words for us. So be careful how you live. Well, that's weighty. See, God knows us. He created us in his image. And so he fills Paul's life and has Paul pin these words to us. Hey, be careful how you live, Christian. Be careful. And one of the things I have found, born and raised in Modesto, my church, 30 years, is that a lot of believers blow off that first sentence. They don't live very carefully. And you can see it in the fact that their lives are a bloody, stinking mess. God says to us, hey, Christian, hey, children of mine, be careful how you live. Be careful. Don't live like fools. To me, it's a, it's a tragedy when followers of Christ 
who have the Holy Spirit within them, who have the Word of God in their hand, at their disposal, live like fools. But like those who are wise, make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly. <laughs> isn't that just, isn't that weighty? Christian, don't act thoughtlessly. Engage this thing right here. Use this. And then he goes on and says, but understand what the Lord wants you to do or understand what the will of the Lord is. Without a doubt, one of the, the questions that I'm probably most asked is, Pastor Rick, what is God's will for my life? In some form or fashion. Hey, Pastor Rick, I, I, I wanna know what God's will is for my life. Rick, what's, what's God's will for, for my life? And by the way, that's a great question. It's, it's a question everybody in this room ought to wrestle around with all the time. I don't know if there could be a more important question to wrestle around with than what is God's will for my life? Not what is my spouse's will for my life? What is my parents' will for my life? What is my pastor's will for my life? But what is God's will for my life? It's a super important question. And the good news is that God wants us to know what his will is. He hasn't taken his will, you know, and hidden it under a bush or in a cave, you know. He, he wants you to know what it is. We're living in a generation where I, got, I don't know, I don't even know how many of these I got at home. Uh, man, Bible companies send me... Bibles you wouldn't believe just for free. Hoping I'll buy them, hoping I'll give them out at our church. And we probably give out about 50 Bibles every weekend to people, new visitors, people who don't have the word of God. And we're always giving, I, I got more Bibles than I know what to do with. I got them in every version. You all have Bibles on your, you know, smartphones, right? God wants you to know what his will is. And if you have a half a cell working, it's a pretty easy gig. Doesn't take much. This book wasn't written to trick anybody. God cares about us deeply. He knows us. And in his great love for us, he said, hey, I want you to be careful how you live. Don't act thoughtlessly. Engage your brains. Know what my will is for your life. Know what my, 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 my will is. Now, let me tell you why this is super important. The Bible says this in Proverbs chapter 14. It says, there is a path before each person that seems right. Hey, this, this has got to be the right way. It seems right. It's logical. Hey, it makes sense. Everybody's doing it. Supreme Court even says it's a, a good gig. Come on, it just seems right. But God says, no, 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 it seems right. Seems logical, makes sense. Everybody's doing it. It's a cultural thing. But it ain't my thing, God says. And it actually will end very badly. 
And all throughout our lives, whether you're young or, you know, old and hair's growing out of your ears now, and at least I got hair, man, to grow out my ears. <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the late hour, man. See, I can say whatever I want. I get in a car and I'm out of here. Anyway, um, uh, we're all facing stuff, things in our, our own personal lives as we tend to our own souls. As we're, we're facing things in our marriages, right, as we tend to our marriages and, and, and our businesses and as we tend to the things at the church or whatever it might be. And th th there's all these things that, that seem right that are in front of us. But we need to be very careful how we live, God says, because they may seem right. But they're not right. They're not right at, at all. The Bible says this in Psalms uh, 119, keep me from deceitful ways. You see, there are some deceitful ways out there. So you need to be careful how you live, Christian. Now those deceitful ways, a lot of times are, uh, are camouflaged to seem like they're good. Uh, you know, our enemy is the greatest fisherman on the planet. You know, he's got all these lures. And you see that little shiny thing, and it seems good. Look at that, it's shiny, it's moving, ooh. Oh, maybe you don't go after it. He just switches the lure. Ooh, and you start, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got you. There are deceitful ways out there, Christian. And we need to be very careful how we go about our lives, how we live our own lives, how we um, oversee our families, love our families, how we raise our children. Got to be very how we run our businesses, how we live our lives as an employee of, of some business. Everybody's got a, a plan for your life. You got a plan for your life, right? Your spouse has a plan for your life. Your parents have a plan for your life. Man, Pastor Raj, he's got a plan for your life. Everybody's got a plan for your life. Listen, be very, very careful. The only plan that matters is this one: God's will for your life. This is the one that matters. This one right here. Hundreds and hundreds of teenagers in our youth ministry, and every year, you know, we go on missions trips, and we're, we're doing whatever that we're doing, and it's amazing to me how many parents just stand in the way of their children experiencing some of these great things for God. Makes me sad. The Bible says this in 2 Corinthians chapter 11. This is just some great information for us. Even Satan changes himself to look like an angel of light. So it does not surprise us if Satan's servants also make themselves look like servants who work for what is right. Wow. <laughs> That's weighty. Let that sink in for a moment, Christian. Chew on that. Our enemy is pretty good at what he does. He's got his PhD in messing up lives. 
probably most of us could give testimony of how good he is at messing up lives. All of our lives at some time or another have been just messed up because of him. And there are forces at work out there that are doing all that they can to make sure something looks good. Hey, come on. Seems right. Seems okay. Everybody's doing it. But it's not right. And so God says to us, be careful how you live. Don't live thoughtlessly. Engage this unbelievable thing called your mind, your brain. Use it. Now, what I'm going to do here real, real, real quick is I, I want to give you two things you need to be careful of when you're wanting to know what God's will is for your life. These are two uh, unreliable sources of uh, knowing God's will. And the first one is this, your feelings. Your feelings are, are not a reliable source of knowing God's will, okay? Now, some of you, oh, man, come on, dude, relax. Uh, I got feelings, you got feelings, we all got feelings. Feelings, nothing more than feelings. Look, here, here's the deal about feelings. Feelings, listen to me, have no IQ. You can't educate your feelings. I don't care what your PhD is, what it's in. You can't educate your feelings. They are what they are, and for the most part, you know what? They're pretty much irrational. Now, I'm glad I have feelings. But they're not a 100% reliable source to know what God's will is. A lot of people make decisions based on their feelings. Uh, about a, I was a week ago or a month ago or whatever it was, I was late for a meeting. I got in my car and I'm heading downtown. I was actually, I was actually gonna meet with our mayor, <laughs> which was just a joy. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's election season. So all of a sudden I become the most important guy in town, you know. So I'm late. I don't really care all that much, but I'm, 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 I'm traveling down the road as fast as I can get there, you know. And, and, and this car cuts in front of me, and they're not going as fast as I'm going. And so I, I, I had this feeling that I just wanted to ram the back of them, just step on the gas, and bam! That's how I felt. But here's the deal. I'm not a porcupine, I'm not a beetle, I'm not a whale. I have the ability to get beyond feelings and go to a higher place. And I had to get beyond how I felt and say, God, what is your will? And you know, as my mind kind of started searching the scriptures, I, I couldn't come up with gassing it and ramming it into the back of her car. That just didn't, didn't compute with what I got here. All this I've studied over the decades. It just probably I'd not do that, though I felt like doing it, you see. Does that make sense? 
But it's amazing to me how many people do make decisions, how many Christians, I, 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 get, I get the lost working off their emotions. I get that. What, what else they got? I don't know, Oprah? What Oprah thinks about life? <laughs> I, I mean, I really, I, I don't know, maybe. I, I don't know where else you go to. See, we have something far greater that we can go to. The great prophet Jeremiah said that the human heart is the most deceitful of all things. I didn't write that. God was letting us know something through our brother Jeremiah. It's desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? I don't care how good you think your heart is. You don't know how bad it is. Anytime I hear a Christian say, you know, I, I, I just follow my heart. <laughs> don't, I'm not kidding. I cringe. Oh, man, now don't do that. Don't, whoa, whoa, whoa. You just don't know that that, that thing is just evil. It's wicked. Don't, don't do that because it'll, it'll give you things that seem right but really aren't right. That's, that, that's one thing Christians ought Never to say, I just, I, I just follow my heart. It's, doesn't that sound good? You put that on a post. I'm, I'm following my heart. Oh, Satan loves that. Yeah, you follow your heart. You do that. You do that. Christian, we've we got to think. God, God says, be careful how you live. Don't be thoughtless. But understand what the, 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 the will of the, the Lord is. Proverbs chapter three says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. It doesn't say trust in your feelings, does it? It says trust in the Lord. And God, God knew how we were gonna be and we would follow our hearts and stuff. And so man, in his great love for us, he left us this. Whew. Don't follow your feelings. You, 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 you trust in, in the Lord. Don't depend on your own understanding. Don't, don't do that. There's gonna be a lot of things in the Christian life you're not gonna understand. Some things you will. There'll be some things you don't understand that just don't make any sense. Uh, it was a number of years ago. My wife left to go. She was a nurse to, you know, go and she worked for a, a baby doctor person and, she helped deliver babies, and uh, it was a midwife. She worked for the, with a midwife, and so she went to this little seminar down south. She left and was in a car accident and died. I, I don't get it. Doesn't make any sense to me. I, I can't explain it. Uh, uh, this side of glory, I'm never going to get it. Now, I can, you know, I can rattle off a bunch of theological mumbo-jumbo, but here's the bottom line. I don't get it. I don't understand it. If I was God, I'd have done it different, right? Stuff happens in your life, and you'll go, well, I don't I wouldn't do it that way. What's God thinking? I don't know what he's thinking. All I know is he's good, he's loving, he's compassionate, he's perfect, he's sovereign. And so you know what? Here's the deal. Whether I get it or not, it doesn't matter. I'm just going to trust him. That's all I'm going to do. That's all you can do. 
That's all you can do. Just go, you know what? I, I don't understand it all. Man, I wouldn't do it that way. That's just really stinky. But I'll, I'll, I'll just trust you, you know. And when you do that, when you just trust in him and not your own understanding, you know what happens? He'll guide you and he'll lead you. And today, that was written in the Old Testament. They didn't have this book. We do. He'll guide you. He'll, he'll lead you. He's quite capable of, of, of doing that. I, I remember a few years back, this guy came to me and said, hey, Pastor Rick, I'm, I'm getting married. And I, you know, I don't know everybody in our church. It's, it's a, you know, just, I don't know everybody. And I said, wow, you know, you know, that's fantastic. And that's what I said at first, you know. And I hated it when I said it, because maybe it's not fantastic. I said, well, how do you know you're supposed to marry this gal? And he said, man, pastor, I, I just know it's right. I feel it down in my gut. It's right. Down in your gut. Maybe that was the linguine he ate last night. <laughs> now, I'm sure he felt something down in his gut. I've, I've felt a lot of things in my gut over the years. And they got married, and of course, they're divorced now. Isn't it weird how we have all these little sayings? One of them is, well, I, I, got, I got peace about it. I got peace about it. <laughs> uh, I, I can't tell you how many people over the years, you know, a dude sitting in my office, and he's going to divorce his wife. He's going to blow off God's word. Just sin, blatantly sin. And I do my best encourage him to follow the Lord, repent of his sin or whatever. And I've heard this statement here. I got a peace about it. Hey, so if I got a peace about it, it must be okay. Hey, listen, just because you got a peace about something doesn't necessarily mean it's okay. Remember, your heart is desperately wicked. You, you have the power to feel peace about living in sin. Let me give you an example, real, real, real quick. In Jonah chapter one, and I, I know your pastor just been through this or went through it not long ago, but it says this, the Lord gave this message to, to Jonah. I want you to get up and go to the great city of Nineveh Announce my judgment against it because I've seen how wicked its people are, okay? So God made his will crystal clear, right? You couldn't miss God's will for Jonah. You know, if, if, if you're, like I said, got half a cell working, here it is. Jonah, go there and tell the people about me. Go preach the gospel kind of a thing. But Jonah got up and went in the opposite direction. Most of us know the story. So God made his will crystal clear and Jonah basically flips God the bird and goes the opposite direction. He's totally out of the will of God. Totally. Blatantly out of the will of God. Verse four says, but the Lord hurled a powerful wind 
over the sea, causing a violent storm, threatened to break up the ship, and fearing for the lives, the, the desperate sailors shouted to their gods for help, and they threw the cargo overboard to lighten the ship. But all this time, <laughs> Jonah is sleeping like a baby. He's totally out of the will of God. Totally blown God off. It could be because he was depressed. He knew he was blown God off. It, it, it could be that. I think that somehow he just, because his heart was just so wicked, he was able to find peace, though he was blown God off. Just was able to do it. Look, feelings come and go. They, they, they come from all different sources. They're often based upon fatigue. Haven't we all been tired and you, you're just depressed or you just feel a certain way? Sometimes it's, it's because of the medications we're on, you know, or, or taking an anti-inflammatory drug, or we're just taking something and that can impact how you feel. Sometimes you, you, you see a movie and it impacts how you feel. For an old guy like me, you know, whenever I hear a, Disco song on the radio. <laughs> so, 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 something just happens. I don't know. I don't know what goes on. It just, it transports me back to a day, Ross. You would have, oh man, I'm telling you, man. I had the, I, I could fit six guys in my bell bottoms. I'm just, they're all in there. I'd, I'd walk into a thing and I had them all hidden. We'd all get in for free and then they'd all scramble out and. They never had to pay a cover charge because they were all inside my, my deal. It's unbelievable. But isn't it weird how a song can just take you back somewhere and can, can make you feel a certain way? Isn't that weird? There's a lot of things that can impact our feelings. I don't misunderstand me. Okay, I, had, I had someone, you know, bless her soul, grab me out here. Can God work through your feelings? Yeah, he can but it's not a 100% reliable source of knowing the will of God. That, that's my point here. I have some wonderful feelings. Man, when the worship team's up here, isn't there just something when, you, wow, you get your eyes off of all the junk and the stuff of life and your, your, your mind gets up here in heavenly places and spiritual things and wow, something happens. Music has the ability to just kind of bypass everything and get you into this really great place where you feel a certain way, and it's fantastic. I get it. You fall in love, and, and man, you, wow. I'm very thankful for the feelings that I have. Don't misunderstand me. I just want you to be careful how you live. I want you to be careful as you sort through all of the, you know, the, 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 the feelings and, and all that kind of stuff. Let me give you another one here, here real quick. Um, the advice you receive is, is not a reliable source of knowing God's will. Once again, Proverbs 3 says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart, not, not, not your feelings or the advice of others. Don't depend on your own understanding. Don't depend upon your feelings or the advice of others. Seek his will in all you do and he'll show you which path you need to take. Here's, here's the deal. The reason why I need to talk about this is because there's a lot of bad advice floating around out there. 
unbelievable, the bad wisdom and advice, and a lot of it is coming from churches. People that have gotten away from the, the real source of wisdom. And they're just crummy advice. I, I just read an article the other day from, in a major article, uh, magazine, and it was uh, why every person should have an affair. I'm not kidding. <laughs> oh, man. It's the world we live in. Of course, it didn't talk about how the affair will screw up your marriage, <laughs> how it screws up a kid's life. None of that was in there. It just talked about how great the sex was. Spices things up with your own spouse. It was, it was unbelievably evil and wicked and satanic. But there it was. Advice. Why it's good. <laughs> Unbelievable. Remember the story of Job? Job chapter one, he really goes through the ringer. God allows Satan to do some really crummy things, bring a lot of pain and heartache into his life. And in Job chapter two, uh, Job's wife had some advice. <laughs> his wife said to him, are you still trying to maintain your integrity? You know, curse God and die. Uh, uh, thank you, honey. That's, you know, I, feel, I feel, feel better now, you know. <laughs> You know, you know, this is unbelievable advice. And by the way, you know, um, uh, 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 the advice I've given my spouse at times, I, I'm sure it's just not been good. The advice I've given my kids probably hasn't been good. We all blow it at times. Um, this is not a judgment statement on her, her motive. I'm sure her motive was good, you know, whatever, I don't know. But it's just like, dude, that's bad advice, dude. You know, that's just not, not good advice. And the good news is, uh, he says, but Job replied, you talk like a foolish woman. Should we accept only good things from the hand of God and never anything bad? So in all this, Job said nothing wrong. You see, Job, I'm sure, didn't feel real good about what was happening in his life. He had gotten some bad advice, but you know what? He went to a higher place. He had to get somewhere else. He had to get beyond the, uh, the, the, the advice. Psalms chapter one says, oh, we read this earlier together at the beginning of the service. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked. And see, here's the deal. Here's the deal. We have the ability to follow the advice of the wicked. Somebody once said, uh, um, human beings are the only thing that God created that has the ability to deceive itself. And we can. We have the ability to take bad advice. Now, now, now here's the deal. Man. Um, I'm not saying you shouldn't get advice. Obviously, the scriptures have a lot to say about gathering advice, okay? I understand that we're to get advice. The Bible says this in Proverbs chapter 20, plans succeed through good counsel. And the key word there is good <laughs> counsel, okay? Obviously, 
This is good counsel. And so when you meet with buddies, friends, you meet with the pastor, whoever it is, and you're seeking counsel, you want to know what God's will is, you're trying to be careful in how you live your life, hopefully the counsel that they're giving you is from this book. You see, there's a lot of really weird people out there, I, and I've met with them, I'll bet you have too, who, yeah, I've been talking with my friends, and you know, they just say I need to get out of this marriage. <laughs> what? Who are your friends, man? Those aren't friends. Those are just, you know, tools of the enemy, man. No, 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 no. You, you, you've been getting bad advice. You don't want to take the counsel of the wicked, man. The Bible says in Psalms 33, the counsel of the Lord stands forever. We need counsel. We, we need to have godly people in our lives that will help us figure out what God's will is. Don't misunderstand me. All I'm saying is, is that you have to be careful when you get counsel or advice from other people. That may not be the, the will of God. James chapter one, I'll end it with this right here. Uh, it says this, understand this. My dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. And here's the deal. Most people look at that and they go, well, you know, they apply that to their marriage. Hey, you know, you need to be slow to speak. and Quick to listen to your spouse. No. Don't get angry. And I think there's some application there, but that, has not, that, that passage right there has nothing to do with marriage or relationships. Nothing. Zero. Let me tell you what it has to do with in its context. You can look this up later. It all has to do about the word of God. James is saying everybody needs to be very quick to listen to God. You be quick to listen. Slow to speak. Don't, don't speak about God's word. Because you don't want to misrepresent what God has to say. In fact, James is going to tell us, don't let many of you become teachers of the word of God because you will incur a stricter judgment. So he says, be quick to listen to what God has to say. Be slow to speak about what God has to say because you don't want to give bad advice inadvertently. You don't want to misrepresent God. And then he says this, be slow to get angry. And what does that, what does that have to do with this? Here's the deal. When you are quick to hear from God, you're, you're quick to listen, you're quick to get into the word of God, your flesh doesn't like it. Your flesh will get angry. Your flesh is in diametrical, uh, diametric opposition to this. And so you will hear things, oh man, and you'll get angry. Maybe because, you know, you, 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 you just don't like what God's word has to say, so you're angry about it. And James says, no, 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 no. You'd be very, you know, slow to get angry. Allow the Holy Spirit to work some things out in your life because you may send off a text to the pastor because <laughs> you don't like something when in reality he spoke the truth, but your flesh didn't like it. There are things in the scriptures that God's gonna call you to that your flesh doesn't like. I'll, I'll give you one that I don't like. I just went through the Beatitudes with our church and, and you, know, you get to the last one. Blessed are you when you're persecuted, all that. And then he says, you know, I want you to pray for your enemies. 
what? No, no, that's that's a misprint. That's got to be. That's, you know, that's is that the Greek word? I, I, okay, really? Pray for my enemies? Are you kidding me? I want to poke them in the eye. I want to throw acid on them. I, 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 I don't want to pray for my enemies. I don't want to do that. They're my enemies. And the reason why he says that is because they don't realize. They don't know the truth. They don't know. They don't know. I was an enemy of Christ, and yet he came and died on a cross for me. And God says, no, listen, Rick, I want you to pray for your enemies. I want you to care about them. My flesh doesn't like that. It doesn't seem like the right thing to do, does it? It's illogical. You know, a, a little while ago, there was this moment, and you, you guys in the Calvary Chapel thing are kind of weird. <laughs> All right. Uh, when, it, when it comes to the offering thing, you know, you know, I don't want to make a big deal about it, you know, and, you know, and, but isn't it strange how all of a sudden there's the break and it's time to reach into your back pocket where your wallet is? And it, every cell in your body wants to keep that money, doesn't it? There's this battle going on in your flesh. I don't want to give up my money. I got a new pair of pants I want to buy. <laughs> there's, a, there's a concert I need to go to. I got, I got to do something. And so you, you get back to the box because you don't want to be a loser. <laughs> 20, 10, 5, you pull out the 5, you know. Jesus died for your sins. I didn't want to give him a 20. And I took change. <laughs> because I had to have a counter back there. Can I have some change, please? Unbelievable. Isn't that, isn't that strange? Now, for those of us that are mature in the Lord, it's a joy to give, isn't it? But I, I know how it is, man. Well, my washing machine just broke on me, man. I need the dough. And yet God says, I want you to give. Isn't it weird how our flesh wrestles around with things in the scripture? And yet here we have James saying, hey, listen, everybody, be, be really quick to hear the word of God. Get into the word of God. Study the word of God. Memorize the word of God. Meditate on the word of God. It's the only 100% reliable source of knowing God's will. Be, be careful when you speak about it because you don't want to say something that really isn't from God's word. Don't, shh. And then be very slow to get angry because as you read the word, your flesh isn't going to like it as it's being transformed more and more into the image of Jesus. Let me, let me end with where I began. Our brother Paul says, be, be very careful how you, you live. Be very careful. Understand what the will of the Lord is. This is where you find it. And may my last words be a great encouragement. Let this thing right here, let it be the guidepost to your life. This right here. Thank God for feelings. Thank God for friends. But let this be the thing that guides your life, your marriage, your parenting, whatever, whatever it might be. Everybody stand up. Let, 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 me, let me pray for you, okay? Father, thank you, Lord, for my time here at this great church uh, yesterday and today. I, 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 I'm, 
my life has been enriched, God, as I told the men yesterday. This has just been great. The people here are great. My brothers and sisters here are great. And Father, as we sing one last song here together, maybe a great way just to kind of cap off our morning, help these folks to wrestle around with that one thing, whatever that one thing might be. And I pray this in your name. Amen. You have been listening to The Rock Podcast. Our regular services are held on Wednesday nights at 6.30 and Sunday mornings at 8.30 and 10.30 a.m. in Santa Rosa, California. If you would like to learn more, please visit our website at calvarytherock.org.